0: Hey, Jules here. Okay, I got some breaking news for you. You ready for this? It's football season. And in case you're totally unaware, football's kind of a big deal, and especially here in our lovely state of Georgia. And I'm going to challenge you to look at football this season with a different lens, okay? That it could, it could be more than just a game about guys chasing a football up and down a field. It actually could be a religious experience. Now I have your attention, right? All right. John Darcy. He's a preacher man at Redeemer Church of Madison in, well, Madison, Georgia. And he is seeing football as an avenue to share the gospel in his local high school. And so John is with us. John, tell us a little bit about football in Madison, Georgia.
1: Well, it's like every other town in the whole world when football season starts everything else stops that's right and here we live in the shadow of Athens it's the greatest game in the whole world and uh, we live for the season to get here every year in Madison it's a big deal for us Uh, and really every town that I've worked in and pastored in and coached in uh, it just is the defining moment of a town's uh, calendar every year
0: it is it is and it's Football is kind of a passion of yours as well.
1: It is. I love the game. Uh, the truth is, when I was a kid, I was always too small. I never could play.
0: Which, you uh, know, we're uh, uh, we're audio, so you can't see him. Let me just tell you, he's not small. I mean, you, you look like you could play football.
1: <laughs> right. And I did later in life, but early on, I couldn't. And I loved the game. Uh, it just... Uh, I just love it. Man, I always did. And um, to, to get the opportunity to uh, to coach is amazing. Um, I've had some great experiences with that. I even got to coach my own son all four years through uh, high school when oh, we were fine. in South Georgia. So uh, it's just uh, it's an amazing game. I love it. And uh, I love to study the game. I love to watch it. Uh, I've got the uh, NFL Sunday ticket and all of the college <laughs> packages and everything. So if I'm ever watching TV, I'm watching football. So
0: basically, he's saying that he bleeds football. But he had, So he has a love for football, but he also has a love for Jesus. So how are you merging these two passions of your life?
1: Really, it was a coach who brought me into the idea of doing this. I had been a pastor for about six months. I was in Lilburn, Georgia, and I got a call from the brand new football coach at Burkmaar High School. Uh, that was kind of a, a rough area, and they had a lot of challenges with the the students at the time, and uh, he was trying to make a good impact. He was a believer, and he was trying to make a good impact in these boys' lives. He just called me up. He was looking for churches that would help out uh, doing something positive, and he asked me if I would feed his football team on a Friday night. And, uh, and
0: then as a preacher, I mean, for somebody to be like, hey, I need help.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was to amazing. love on
0: these like young guys. It was
1: amazing. Yeah. They came. We had a big gym at the church and we uh, did. I'll, I'll never forget. We did a spaghetti dinner. I got six or eight guys to come in. We fed those kids and just loved on them and encouraged them. And, and, and at the end of the dinner, the pastor came up to me and he had tears in his eyes. He said, thank you so much for doing this. Would you ever consider doing it again? And I said, I said, sure. I'm sure there are a lot of people who would do it. He said, John, I didn't get a single person. You were the only pastor in the whole town who even called me back. And that shocked me.
0: Because just, what an avenue.
1: And I felt guilty that all my life I'd never really considered this. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so I've spent a great deal of time in the last 10 years of my ministry encouraging other pastors, even through the convention. You remember Gerald Harris wrote an article uh, years ago in the Christian Index about uh, me coaching football. And, and I've coached other sports as well, just because it is a front door. To I mean, think about going into your local school. Yeah. You have 1,500 captive people in the audience. Uh, and when you're a coach, you can walk through the school, you can love on the kids, you can encourage them. It's not a matter even so much of taking the, the gospel into the high school in, in a militant way. It's just being present and loving people and becoming someone that the young people see as important and helpful in their lives. And so through this, in, in all three towns that I have, uh, I have coached football, I've kind of become the town pastor. When people don't have a pastor, when people uh, have a need, uh, when when problems uh, come in their lives, I get calls. Mm-hmm. So and I,
0: actually, I, I found out a fun fact is that you have two names in your town.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> so so tell, yep. tell, tell them what your name is. It's
1: either Pastor John or Coach Darcy. And uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, I think there are probably uh, an equal number of people who know me uh, in each of those two roles, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, you know, there is an amazing similarity in a pastor's job and a coach's job. I, I, I'll tell you about that. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a head coach and a pastor, there's some great similarities in our job. First of all, uh, you, you get all of the blame when things go wrong
0: yeah oh yeah that's secondly, true secondly
1: you get none of the credit when things go right <laughs>
0: that's right
1: and thirdly you spend the vast majority of your time trying to convince people to do things that they ought to want to do for themselves <laughs> so I feel a great kindred uh, uh, relationship and especially with Coach Malone Bill Malone in in Morgan County he's been fantastic man we study the Bible together we we uh, read the word together every time I walk in the door every day hmm. he's got questions for me about the Bible or things that he's read and um uh we just we just share a kindred spirit. I've been that way with with all three of the head coaches that I've worked for. I've been a man that that they could confide in and share things with, and also somebody who would kind of come and get things done behind the scenes for them. Mm-hmm. And just look for ways to serve. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what it's all about. It's it's completely about service about seeing an opportunity to to take the gospel and to take the uh, the lifestyle of our faith into the schools. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and
0: you know, and look for ways to connect with people. You know, I, I think so oftentimes we just think in our own little box and we, we look we stop looking for You know, what can I do to engage? What can I do to connect with somebody?
1: That's exactly right. I I told my people last night in my Wednesday night message that I just remind my folks all the time, you are God's ambassador to wherever you're going tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You're the one that God is sending. And so, you know, we've got to look for ways for our faith to touch life. Right. And uh, for me, that's what this has been. It has been an avenue, an open door. I mean, I've had, Jules, in, in the past 10 years, I've baptized over 100 football players. I've baptized five different coaches, uh, and it takes relationships to bring you to to that level with people. So, I mean, I still have kids on Facebook all the time. They're not kids now, but from other towns (laughs) that have grown up and they'll they'll send me messages uh, at my birthday or they'll send me messages all the time when they see pictures, Coach Darcy, thank you for the influence that you mm-hmm. had on my life. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. I've had the opportunity to do weddings for uh, some of the young guys that I've coached. And so, <laughs> you know, coaches have a lifelong impact on people just like pastors do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's you a special way men, to
0: connect with those young kids. That's
1: right. You ask most young men who the most influential people in their lives were, they're going to say their yeah. dad yep. and their coach. Mm-hmm pastor is usually way on down the line. When you stop and think about it, though, I know it's it's been said a lot, but really a pastor is a coach. I mean, he really is someone who coaches and guides his people. And uh, so, so they touch and it's reasonable. And I've begged pastors uh, all over the state to get involved and to get their churches involved. Right. It's a captive audience of people who need help.
0: Well, and you just hit on something I was going to talk to you about is that this is something that is catching on with your people though, who are coming alongside and seeing, okay, God is moving. I want to be a part of it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, right now, this morning while we are are, are recording, uh, there are three of my church men who are in the high school mentoring young men who made professions of faith um, at An FCA camp that took place this summer. Three of my church men are in the school right now, uh, encouraging those guys. Uh, Well, and
0: how are they able to do that? Because I I think we think roadblocks the public school because um, you you know separation of church and state and what the laws. Right. So how can you do this?
1: There there is separation, uh, and and that separation is a healthy thing. But um, if you want to be involved in your local school, if you want to be a mentor, if you want to be a guide, they are begging for people to come and be a good influence uh, you have to go through some processes like background checks and things that that are wonderful and, and helpful you got to protect the kids but uh, there's nothing in the world wrong with uh, meeting these kids before school and uh, taking a, a group of them uh, biscuits or, or things for breakfast and sitting down and sharing together with them most schools have things going on like FCA and uh, and other things that that are, are are Christian and we can be involved in those things and, so instead
0: uh, of focusing on what you can't do focus on what you can exactly,
1: do exactly exactly i get really annoyed when i listen to the number of people who speak negatively about public schools public schools public schools and how god's out of the public schools god is not out of the public schools uh, God is not out of the public schools. Uh, we have so many wonderful educators in our church and principals uh, in the church, uh, administration people. Uh, and, you know, God is 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 in that because those people are Christians, they're believers. And uh, we, we shouldn't gripe about things that we don't do anything to change. And that's been my point in in coaching. You know, I've not only coached football, I've coached baseball, baseball in high school, I've coached uh, girls softball, and even right here in Morgan County. Um, uh, I want to be the golf coach. That's really <laughs> what I want to be.
0: Well, I might need some um, tips. My, my daughter, I'm co- um, assisting coaching her softball, and we are uh, losing terribly. So I might need to, after we're off air, get some tips from you about how I can um, I do coached, a better job. Uh,
1: three years ago, I coached three years for Doug Connolly, who's now the athletic director at Morgan County, one of the greatest coaches I've ever been around. I love coaching girls softball. That's completely different. I'd never coached girls before but um
0: well here's my struggle is teaching a bunch of girls that are um first grade second grade where first base is i mean that's where i'm oh, coming yeah, at
1: because they don't care do they They
0: don't care yeah, yeah. no and and they quit playing in the dirt but yeah, but that's I another if i
1: could do the young ones <laughs> but the, i tell you what when they get to high school they're pretty they militant about it they're they're meaner than the boys yeah yeah I mean, they don't play a in the dirt of girls on that morgan county team that could play linebacker on the football.
0: well team. that that'll be off the air because um i just got to teach these little girls where first base is but sure. um I when you go into a public school um, and it's not just you. It's your congregation. It's your people. And you say to the school administration and the
1: coaches, I want to help. What is their response? Generally, the first time you go and, and have a conversation, they're, they're watching you. They'll look at you. They're, most of the time when people come up to the school to see an administrator or principal, they're not coming with good news. They're not coming with, with no agenda. They usually have something they want to see happen. So they have a preconceived notion. They do. They're, they're a little sure. wary, and they, and they should be. They're a little wary uh, about that. And so the best thing to do is build relationships with those people before you ever ask. Let them see you minister. Let them see you working Uh, You know, my church, we feed uh, the teachers two or three times a year. We go in and we'll take them, you know, God's food, uh, (laughs) Chick-fil-A or or whatever it is that we, we can do. Or we'll provide snacks in the afternoon when they have planning days. We'll go up and do lunches for them. And my staff and I, we just walk the hall. We encourage them. Um, we, we bless those people and, you know, when they see that you're willing to give and and things that cost you money and cost you time and cost you effort, the walls come down pretty quickly, that the walls come down pretty quickly. And so getting involved in the schools before you ever ask for anything is, is the right thing to do. Um, once they come to trust you, they will come to depend on you. I'm grateful now that I have all three of the principals in Morgan County in my cell phone. Um, I have probably texted all three of them in the last uh, couple of months. I, I'm, I'm friends with um, the superintendent and many of the people on the school board. And so I get to kind of a, a free pass to go where I want to go.
0: Do you have a story, John, of how, and well, I'm sure you do, but how you've seen God move by simply showing up and serving?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Can you pick one? Because I know you probably have like a memory bank of
1: stories to tell me right i do i do uh, that would have been i mean the one that will always stick out to me was um a day in hazelhurst georgia i was pastor of first baptist church of hazelhurst for uh, seven and a half or eight years uh i'd been coaching for about um a year and uh, there had been a a situation where a young person in the church, in the in the school had been killed in an accident of course that's a very touching time uh and and students are thinking about things they never think about on those days so um I I got a call from the principal to uh, to come up and sort of walk the the halls of the school and uh I probably spent I don't know 2 or 3 days up there that week but I know that I had gospel conversations with at least 100 young people um and and through that terrible experience I remember seeing that um seven people uh came to Christ that week um mm. And uh, I got to baptize five of those seven. And, he, and the really great part is, of those seven people, three of them are now teaching in that school system. Wow. So think of what happened in their lives in the school that day. We had the similar thing happen in, in Morgan County a few years ago. One of our young offensive linemen, beloved in the community, great family, uh, was killed in an automobile accident on, on homecoming uh, night. And uh, wow. I ended up standing they did a vigil for him and on a saturday night on the football field in our stadium at morgan county the most people i've ever seen in that stadium uh they asked me if i would come and and pray so i stood on the back of the truck to to pray and i got ready to, to 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 come down and and they wouldn't let me they said preach you know speak to these people here so here i am you're talking about god giving you what you needed to say i i spoke for about 25 minutes i have no idea what i said i don't remember it but But I still to this day have people that walk up to me all the time saying, uh, we'll never forget the things that you said to help the town when when Seth Stapleton passed away. Wow! So, again, there are a lot of those stories. Those are the two that mean the most.
0: You know, but in every story, the common theme is you showed up. And then you and then you waited for God. That's right. You you know what I mean. I mean, and and for those doors, for God, it's only God can do this, and and it's only God's Holy Spirit for those moments in time where He has placed you. But you showed up, right? And and you're encouraging your people to to show up in the public school, and then and then see God
1: move. Right. God's ways are not our ways, and if you go up there with an agenda, you have failed already. Sure. I mean, nine times out of 10, when I'm walking the halls of the school, I may, I may look at my calendar. I'm at the office, which is about a half a mile away from the school. I've got an hour and a half before my next meeting. I'll get up and I'll go and I'll walk through the halls of the school. I'll encourage teachers, shake hands with people, love on the kids, um, no agenda at all. And then whatever comes out of that, comes out of that.
0: Well, and you are in the public school. You're with our kiddos day in and day out. What are some things you're seeing in their lives?
1: Brokenness, mostly mostly now brokenness i'm disgusted with my generation who looks at these children and looks at these young people and sees them as a nuisance who see them as ungodly they're doing exactly what they've been taught to do they've not been raised in in families um so much brokenness you know there's a generation of young people um you know like like god said to jonah at the end of of uh, that incredible story of Nineveh, God said, why should I destroy this whole town when there are children here who don't know their right hand from their left? And there are schools filled with children all around us who are loved of God and created in the image of God, but they don't know God. They don't know right and wrong. They've not been taught. They don't know up from down, right from wrong. And you can either gripe about them or you can get in there and love them and try to make a difference. And I've just chosen, chosen to do the latter. I have no regrets about that.
0: All right. I wanted you to speak to, well, someone like myself. I I don't know all the rules of football. Um, I do know softball. um, And, I you know, I know, so therefore I know baseball, but I do get the baseball and softball rules mixed up. And um, my kids are not in high school yet. I mean, they are little ones. So would you speak to us, to myself, um, and say when, when you have people say, like, I don't know football. My kid's not on the team.
1: As far as how to get involved?
0: Yeah, I mean, how do you... Because this is for anybody, right?
1: Right. Go offer to help paint the field. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's parents that do that. It's family people that do that. And, you know, I'll tell you what coaches really love is people in the community who don't have kids on the team you know, who will come up and offer to help. I think just a couple of weeks ago at Morgan County, I was out of town, but they had a a work day up there where they invited parents and family people and just community people to come up and help. They repainted the locker rooms and cleaned a bunch of things up. They installed some irrigation and some line marking stuff on the field. They straightened the goalposts. They did a lot of things and all of that's done through volunteer labor. You don't have to know much about football to help people, Mm -hmm. you know, and again, it's about people. Um,
0: so it sounds like if you're retired and your kids are out of high school, or if you're like myself and my kids aren't in high school, right. um, we're, we're not dealing with that yet, And um, right. this is still get plugged in.
1: Absolutely. And, I mean, you know, there are different ways to do it. Maybe football's not your thing, but maybe you were a cheerleader in school. They're begging for help. They are begging for help all of the time. I mean, and we're involved in that. We give money to those schools to help feed all of the athletic programs. Um, we sponsor them. We buy their T-shirts. We put banners uh, on, the, on the field and in the gym. We do everything. If there's an athletic program that, that allows us to work, we work. We feed the band. Um, for their, their band camp that they have during the summer. Uh, we just don't turn down any opportunity if they have a special meeting or something um, I'm going to be the one in town that gets the call says hey will you take care of this mm-hmm. and sometimes uh, I'll actually farm that out to other churches just to try to get more churches to be uh, involved people don't realize the access they have. If you will go up there without an agenda, if your agenda is to serve, you can help. Mm-hmm. If your aden- agenda is to go up there and change things, well, you're just like everybody else to them. Mm-hmm. So,
0: mm-hmm. so the playbook. You see, how I'm referencing back. Yeah. Well, I see what, what you did there. Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah I really yeah. brained up on that one. I've been holding it
1: this entire time well, you you're talking. Used it well. <laughs> okay. you
0: used it well. Yeah. All right. So the playbook is go up to your public school and just say, "How can I help?"
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know somebody up there. You know a teacher up there. You know um, an administrator up there. You you know folks. Just the local teachers. They don't get enough money to buy the things they need for the classroom. They don't get enough help with this or that. They never get encouragement. You do realize that people never, ever, ever, never wake up and say, hey, I'm going to go encourage my – kid's third grade teacher today Mm. or or I'm going to go and uh, buy lunch for one of the assistant principals that never happens every phone call they get is bad every visit they get is bad every email they get is bad and so you can put yourself in a small and distinguished group just by encouraging folks find the teacher that you know and say hey what can I do to help you with your classroom Mm. Um, you know how could I help you with with something with your kids with your family because let me tell you what these teachers are are Our brothers and their sisters, they have a relationship that is very much teammate-oriented. They struggle. They struggle together. And when you do something good for one of them, they all hear it. They all hear it. So um, find the access. You know what Henry Blackaby said years ago in, in experiencing God, find what God is doing and join him there. It's really simple. It's really simple. Wake up and decide to be a servant today. Go to the school, and you'll find a place to serve.
0: I if God is tugging at your heart right now, like He's doing mine, and I'm, my brain is thinking, "Okay, I could do this. I could do this," um, and you just need to get in touch with Pastor John, um, and you just want to be able to um, to say, "Okay," and run some ideas. You know, John Darcy, he is a preacher at Redeemer Church of Madison, but no matter where you live, he would love uh, to contact and and to reach out and to help you. Maybe maybe kind of think it through a little bit, Absolutely. and so. Uh, would you give me the church website that could reach it is. you?
1: It's RedeemerChurchMadison.com, and you can email me directly through uh, through the website. It'll come straight to my phone, and I'll, I'll reply immediately, especially if it's something about uh, sports, uh, because I love the opportunity to get other people involved. So it's RedeemerChurchMadison.com. Hey,
0: thank you so much, John. And um, now I'm going to end this interview so you can help me with coaching my daughter's softball team.
1: All right, let's do it.